The Seventh Rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League Volleyball and commending its student-athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. Welcome back. Welcome back to the 7th Rotation Volleyball Podcast. You are listening to your favorite podcast hosts ever, Madison and Joel. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. I was like, one of us can make that noise better than me. Someone's definitely got to make that noise better than me because I just was whispering pew. (laughs) We are such a mess. We need sound effects. Anyway, welcome back. We are your favorite podcast hosts, and Maddie just crushed it. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I do. Like Fat Amy says in Pitch Perfect, crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Correct. Come correct or don't come at all. Or don't come at all. All right. We are going to start you off with some NCAA highlights from last week. The Maryland Terps, Terrapins, Turtles, however you want to refer to them, picked up their first top 10 road win since joining the Big Ten. Um, So a long time. I don't know how long that is. I didn't look that up, but a while. Uh, Their first top 10 road win since joining the Big Ten, they swept number nine, Purdue. So fairly big upset there as Maryland was not ranked. My NCAA thing that I'm most excited to talk about is the West Coast Conference because we had a shakeup in the West Coast Conference this past week. As you may know, in the WCC, San Diego was number four, still is number four. Um, BYU was number nine, I think, or number 12. They were number 12. And then Pepperdine was, yeah, Pepperdine was number 20. Um, Pepperdine and BYU both lost. The University of the Pacific beat number 12 BYU in five sets, and Loyola Marymount defeated Pepperdine 3-1. to one. And I have to say, I've been looking for sleepers this season, like unranked sleepers. It's LMU. It's LMU. They are such a sleeper. They are on a six-match win streak with their last loss coming at the beginning of the season to the number four team in the country, the San Diego Toreros. And it was in five sets. So they almost won. Anytime you play a five-set match, I'm going to say you almost won. So they almost beat San Diego, who was ranked at the time, at the beginning of the season, has been number four, still is number four. They almost beat San Diego. Their only other conference loss is to BYU. So their only two conference losses are to two ranked teams within their own conference. They have been on a six-match win streak since then, have not lost since then, and they just defeated Pepperdine. LMU is a sleeper. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Top 25, just kind of stuff going on. No changes, one through eight. Texas through Pittsburgh, still the same. 
BYU, after losing, fell to 17 from number 12. Pepperdine fell from 20 to 22. Purdue fell from 9 to 12. And Houston, who was not ranked previously, has moved into the top 25 and is sitting at 24. I believe the only team that fell out of the top 25 was Central Florida. So not a whole lot of changes going on, but a few, a few shakeups. Um, upcoming in, sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say that you are correct. Central Florida is the only team to have dropped out of the top 25. I love that I have you to just look stuff up when I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Like five seconds later, Joel's like, I got it. I appreciate it. Hey, one of these days, we're both going to be like credited as researchers or something because we just know how Google works. (laughs) I am already a published researcher. Thank you very much. Well, my thesis is published. uh, I guess I've got lots of room to grow. Um, this week in the NCAA, I am going to continue to talk about the West Coast Conference. Uh, we have a WCC showdown between BYU and San Diego, both ranked teams, number, what did I say? Number 12 and number four on Friday night. So tomorrow night that we know I love the implications. We've talked about implications and how much I love them. Implications. That's all I'm going to say. In the ACC one that I'm excited for that I can't even watch because I'll be working a Clemson volleyball game is Louisville and Pitt on Sunday afternoon. Number two, number eight, um, Louisville obviously on track to be a Final Four team, if not a championship team. Pitt could very well find themselves in the same situation. Um, so that will be a good matchup on Sunday afternoon. So when you get home from church and you make your eggs and bacon or whatever it is you do on a Sunday, turn on some Pitt and Louisville volleyball. Let me tell you, as someone who does not usually watch games outside of the summit, this is a game that I am definitely interested in watching. Um, Louisville and Pitt, both championship contending teams. This is the NCAA game to watch this week, in my personal humble opinion. Another thing to think about with this, too, is obviously Louisville's at number two has been probably forever will be this season um could possibly slide into number one Pitt is trying to break into that top five or even the top four um so which and the reason that I highlighted the WCC match as well is because San Diego was ranked number four so we have two kind of showdowns this weekend between a top 15 team and a top four team that could definitely shake some things up Oh, yeah, for sure. This, I mean, like you said, there is some major implications in the NCAA this week. Absolutely. All right, let us continue. Joel, tell us about our um, our our piping hot tea that we have. Okay, so this is something that Madison and I have been talking about, like, all day and all of yesterday and perhaps even the day before. I can't remember. Um we're dying to know what is happening with this, but we are not going to spread tea. We're not going to spread rumors or gossip about it. We're just really interested. Um, with Hugh McCutcheon reportedly leaving Minnesota at the end of this season, I really hope that it is like personal, family related, like he's ready to retire, something like that. I hope it's not like the team is parting ways with him for some weird, sad, scary reason. 
Um, he seems like a really great guy. He seems like a really great coach and he's done a lot of good things for the Gopher program. So finding out that he is leaving at the end of this season just really feels interesting to both of us, uh, as your hosts. And, um, we will be continuing to keep a pulse on this, but, um, just wanted to share with you all that this is the tea of the week. And this is something that we are like, Whoa, came out of left field here. Correct. And I we're just, texted Joel we're just in all very curious. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like freaking out and immediately started scouring the internet. Correct. Um, coaches don't leave ranked teams just because. So, I mean, like we said, we're hoping that this is happy news. We hope that he's just like, hey, I'm tapping out. It's been a good run. Like, that would be great. Mad respect for Hugh McCutcheon, regardless. Right. Unless he's, like, getting, like, I don't know, mad recruited by, like, Texas or something. And he's, like, moving to a better program. Not better program. That's the wrong verbiage. But, like, you know, someone who's, like, even higher ranked than him, which this Correct. is highly doubtful. This is just me, like, uh, reiterating your point, that, Maddie. <laughs> right. I don't either. But this is me reiterating your point that people do not leave. Coaches do right. not leave ranked teams for no reason. So I'm, I have alarm bells going off as to you. Well, unless you're probably um, a billion on one other people. Brian Kelly. Brian <laughs> Kelly does weird stuff and goes to random teams for weird reasons. But, you, well, know, you know, that's Brian Kelly. Not all of us um, can be Brian Kelly. Do all of us want to be Brian Kelly? I certainly I don't. I just want to be Joel Kaskinen. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I just want <laughs> I, I just want you to be Joel Kaskinen. Okay. I love um, it. One more ranked team coaching thing to point out is that Louisville head coach is in a good position to become the first uh, female head coach in D1 Volleyball to ever win a national championship, given where they're at right now. So that would be um, definitely cool to see. My hot take that I told Joel off air is that I personally don't think they are going to win. That's just me. I've seen um, the way that they've played other teams in the ACC who are not ranked, such as Clemson. And I've seen the way that teams such as Clemson and whoever else is in the ACC, all of them, have played against Louisville. Um, It's not that I don't think Louisville is good. I just think – I think they're going to have – a, not necessarily an early exit, but an exit earlier um, than we think out of the tournament. But that's me. I just feel like when it comes to tournament time, there's always major upsets and like, shakedowns that happen. And to be ranked number two all season, like you see this with volleyball, you see this with basketball, you see this in every sport, to be ranked number two all season and to be a top contender in this way, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot at stake. And you often see those teams exit early. Look at Gonzaga men's basketball team who has always been at the top of the table and every year you know they they make an earlier exit than expected same thing with you know different major football teams georgia alabama texas you know like major major teams get bumped it just happens and so i think that you are totally right like i don't want to say that they're going to that Lowell is going to like lose or like get bumped early i just think that it's anyone's ball game and I would love to see this for Danny Kelly that's her name right Danny Kelly yeah um I would love to see a, a female coach a woman coach be a national championship champion but 
I just, I don't know if it's their time or not. Like, we'll see. And to take down Texas, I'm just saying, to take down Texas, that's like... That's a Big money, big, big, big money, big money, you know? So... I Props to her honestly, for, you know, getting this recognition, but we'll see what happens. I could see. I don't know. I could see a Penn State getting in there. I could see a Washington getting in there. I could see Florida for sure getting in there and bumping some of these higher teams out. I mean, for all we, we could have a final four that's. Like San Diego, Western Kentucky, Florida, and Creighton, for all we know. You know, Marquette yeah. is ranked now. Marquette's number 19. Like, there's, it's not, it's just anything can happen. And I feel like volleyball is one of those sports, too. And I've said this before mm-hmm. volleyball, like volleyball and baseball, I feel like are different than like football. Basketball is kind of in the middle, but like, if you have an unlikely, win or like a a matchup in football where like there's a clear underdog I feel like it usually ends up being that the underdog remains the underdog and like doesn't perform as well as they need to to win and I feel like volleyball literally anything can happen on any given day literally anything I've seen just so much crazy stuff happen that I feel like volleyball is one of those sports that it really doesn't matter how good you are it just matters like because it's just different every time there's just different things. And there's too many factors. The stats in volleyball are like, I mean, you've got, you can talk about swing rates and all of this stuff. Like there's just so much that goes into it. And as much as it is stats and all that stuff, there's also just so much human that goes into volleyball. It's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. That's just me though. I could go down a complete rabbit hole with that, but that's just me. Anyways. Let I think us... you're totally right. Thank you. I there's like so it many, when you say that. There's so, thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> um, I feel like there's so many variables. There's so many moving pieces when it comes to volleyball because it's a constant rotation. It's not your five starters playing the entire game. It is, you Correct. know, from every serve, from every pass, there is room for human error. There's room for the other team to make a huge play. And you just don't get that kind of action in other sports. And so I I just think that you are totally, totally correct in this point of like, you can have underdogs and we see it all the time. You can have underdogs that come in hot and win, you know, like just this week we saw it like Loyola uh, Marymount, you know? Yeah. Beating Pepperdine. Like, uh, it just, you see it all the time. So I think that you're totally onto something here. Anyway, we dropped the point home enough. Everyone gets um, it. Everyone gets it. Um, all right. Our non-Summit League play of the week is actually a player this week. And she is from the SOCON, Bailey Hartso of Western Carolina. She helped them to a tough five-set victory at Furman. Uh, had a double-double with a career high 20 kills and threw 16 digs into that as well so claps and snaps for the sophomore bailey hartso from western carolina you are our non-summit league player of the week please tell coach taylor i said hi i miss her very much (laughs) her uh bailey's assistant coach uh i went to grad school with bailey's assistant coach at sdsu 
So anyway, wanted to highlight her because I saw the stats from that game. Career high 20 kills, obviously double, double five cent match looked good to me and she's not a Summit League player. So we will try. I'll try to hit. Obviously can't hit all the conferences because we don't have like 64 weeks to do this. Um, But I will try to hit some maybe lesser known conferences, more mid-major conferences. We're not just here to hype up the big dogs, as you know, by this point. Um, Joel, why don't you give us our Summit League players of the week? I thought you would never ask. Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so you all have been waiting for this. You already know this, but we're going to hype it up a little bit more. Our Ticket Smarter Offensive Peak Performer of the Week is none other than the Elizabeth Junkie, the nation's Queen leading. Queen Junkie. The nation's leading scorer. She is the offensive peak performer of the week, and this just came off of setting another record at USD for 24 kills in a three-set match against Oral Roberts. Um, Our defensive, uh, Ticket Smarter defensive peak performer of the week is Logan O'Brien with 42 digs on the week. Can we talk about 42 digs? Um... I'm trying to even think, have we seen a defensive player with over 42 digs on the season? On the week? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to misquote, so I'm going to say I'm not sure. I plead the fifth. I'm not sure either, but I feel like this is one of the higher performances that we've seen. So Logan O'Brien. Correct. Girl, get it. We love you. You're crushing it. Get after it. Do you want to throw in there that this is Elizabeth Junkie's sixth uh, offensive peak performer of the week, which is a record. So records that, on yes, records. Yes, that's on correct. Records. Did you question Woof. me for a minute? You were over there no, being I w- like, mm, I don't know if she's right. I wasn't. No, I wasn't questioning you and what you said. I was questioning how if the number was accurate. I was thinking it was five, but you are right. It is six. Thank you. I had to literally, what I did, I was like, what week are we in? (laughs) Um, Crystal Burke, we have to shout out to you because you got your 1400th career kill this weekend. That was super special um, for me to see. You're a great human, great friend, great volleyball player. Love that for you. Um, Also moved into fifth on SDSU's career kills list. And fifth on SDSU's sets played list. And as of October 17th, Crystal was also seventh in the nation in total kills. Woof, that's a lot. To throw in her teammate, Reagan Riley, as of October 17th, was 12th in the nation in total assists with like 800 something. Like 816 or something like that. Um, That's crazy awesome. We're super proud of both of you. Crystal, congrats on your 1400th career kill literally slaying the day honestly okay i know that this podcast is all about standing the summit but every time we report on like what's happening in the plays that are being made i just think like how is the summit still like looked down at like how are we how do people still, admit- still like, go how South are Dakota? we still where is that at how do people do that exactly I, I just we are ranked in so many ways like, okay, South Dakota State, USD, players are nationally ranked in volleyball. We have a player on Oral Roberts men's basketball team who is nationally ranked. We have 
two women's basketball teams who are nationally ranked in SDSU and USD and have been for the last multiple years in a row. I don't understand how people are still crapping all over the Summit League. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox because I'm just going to continue ranting and raving forever. And I'm going to channel my energy and my passion and my anger into hyping up the players to watch this week. So go for it. Okay. Are we ready, everyone? Logan O'Brien. You're the first on our list this week because obviously listed above 42 digs on the week. You are our defensive peak performer and we just were obsessed with you. And honestly, I love the name Logan for a woman. So that's totally not related to anything that we're talking about with volleyball or sports. But I just really like, I love an ambidextrous. I know that that's not the right word, but like a gender non-conforming name. I love that. Ambidextrous name. I know. I know. I said ambidextrous. I knew. Cut me off. I knew when I like picked you to ask you the pod, I knew I was doing something right. And this is why you are just so hype. You say the absolute weirdest crap. Like, guys, literally, when I asked Joel to do the pod, I did not know him. We were in a Twitter group chat together for Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball, which is my other podcast. And he was is like a voter. He helps us vote on like rankings and stuff every week. I did not know Joel. Had never met Joel. And I was like, he seems cool. I'm going to ask him to do this podcast. Y'all. <laughs> Great choice. But he's a little cray cray, but like in the best way. Okay. I will. Yes. I, I will uh, once again tell you that you are right in this situation. I'm just this. You should just title this episode. Madison is right. Um, okay. So. Moving on to our, the remainder of our, our players to watch this week. Tezra Rudzidis, please just DM me and yell at me if I pronounce your name wrong. I'm so sorry. But Tezra, girl, St. Thomas, we looking at you this week. You got your first career double-double with 15 kills and 12 digs against Western Illinois. Claps, props, shouts to you. Live it up. Keep playing. Also from the Tommies this week, we have Emma Gor- Gorger, Gerger. Again, I'm t- we need, hey, Summit League, if you're listening to this podcast, any admin from the Summit League, can you make sure that every one of your um, teams provides pronunciations on their websites? Because this would really help me out. Thank you so much. Um, anyway, Emma Gerger, four blocks this week against Western Illinois. She was the sole leader in... Um, Blocks uh, for the Tommies against their sole per, uh, com- opponent this week uh, with Western. So four blocks, Emma Gerger, cre- keep crushing. Two others that we would like to point out this week, we have Ashlyn Olson from UND. She um, tallied 15 kills, three blocks, and one dig against Denver. So good for you, Ashlyn Olson. This is a name that we have not seen or heard much of um, this year and especially on our podcast. So definitely wanted to give you the spotlight this week. And last but certainly not least, we have Odyssey Warren from Kansas City. With her sixth double-double of the season against South Dakota State, she tallied 17 kills and 10 digs in the game against the Jacks. So those are our five players to watch this week. All of you keep playing, keep 
fighting. Um, we're ready to see what this week, this upcoming week brings and what uh, players so, pack the heat. I know that players to watch is like your thing and I've not really been contributing, but I actually do have one this week. Yay. Um, Kimura Whetstone, you are everything <gasps> Good one. in my life. Um, I love you. Your, I can't remember what I tweeted. I think it was um. Oh, I was just nobody better say at this your tweet. Yes, nobody better at the line than Kimura Whetstone when you're trying to beat South Dakota State. This girl is going on serving runs, aces. Just, I mean, like these. I've never seen a serve. So pretty. Actually, well, I, I fangirled over Valeria Vasquez Gomez, but outside of Pittsburgh, I've never seen a serve so pretty. And then I met Kimora Whetstone's serve and fell in love with it. You are she, phenomenal. She is very talented. What a server. Okay. Okay. Game um, highlight. So, yep. Oh, is that where you were going? <laughs> Yep, I was just, we both just started talking over each other. We do that a lot. As usual. <laughs> As per usual. Um, we Anywho, take time. it away. Um, St. Thomas, congratulations. You got your first conference win this season over Western this Saturday. We knew it was going to happen. Um, St. Thomas and Western were both conference, conference winless going into their one and only match this past Saturday. Somebody had to come out with a dub, and it was St. Thomas. So you left Western still searching. We hope that they get their first win soon. But congrats to you for picking up your first conference win, as well as your first conference sweep over Western Illinois this weekend. Um, My dog is whining, and I don't know why. She's had like two and a half bowls of food today. All the water she could possibly want and two begging strips. And she is still walking around here whining like I mistreat her. How rude. How rude. In typical Starbucks, we're in the middle of a podcast. See? <laughs> oh, she's laying down now. All right. So moving on. See? Um, she just Kansas needed City's... me to tell her. She can't even hear you. I have my AirPods in. Ugh, Rude. Kansas City split the weekend with a three to one win over South Dakota State and a three to nothing loss at USD. ORU split the weekend with a win over SDSU three to one and a loss to USD three to nothing. Um, Denver split the weekend, losing to NDSU three to nothing and beating UND three to two. NDSU split the weekend with a sweep over Denver and a loss to Omaha. UND lost out this weekend, uh, 3-0 to Omaha, 3-2 to Denver. And sadly for me and my Jackrabbits, SDSU also lost both games this both games this week to Oral Roberts and Kansas City. If I may, hopefully none of the Jackrabbits yell at me. Hopefully Dan Dorjalis will still come on the show after this. I think, I haven't seen this, like obviously I don't get to see advanced stat sheets, so I don't know what the setting percentage was between um, Sydney and Crystal and whoever else is up there in the front row, Ella Thompson. But I think, clearly, Crystal Burke is our leading scorer. She's our, like, that's who likely they're going to go to. And I think that you have to be careful 
well, I know that you have to be careful going to the same person, but I think that they maybe could have kept, um, particularly Oral Roberts, not necessarily Kansas City, they could have kept ORU's defense a little bit more honest had they not set to Crystal as much. But the thing is, she's always in there. She's a six-rotation player, which is great. It's a good problem to have. But if you're constantly setting to the same person, that defense can cheat all they want. And I think that going forward, especially now that we're going through the um, the schedule a second time, for every team, not even just SDSU, every team who has a Crystal Burke or an Elizabeth Junkie or a Lauren Galvin or whoever it is, I personally am going to be watching to see how much the percentages, the distribution of wealth changes between hitters because it's really hard to keep a defense honest when you when they know where you're going to go. So that's just my two cents. Great piece of feedback. I you said it way better and more elegantly than I probably elegantly than I probably could have. Um but yes, I'm right there with you. Um so moving on from SDSU, we have Omaha picking up a pair of wins over North Dakota and North Dakota State. Um, and we have the South Dakota Coyotes sweeping Kansas City and Oral Roberts. So that wraps up, rounds out our game highlights of the week. Um, that oh, also and we have no leads... more ties. You stole my thunder. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? There, there, there we have it, folks. Uh, you know now what I was going to say. I literally was just about to say that we have broken our ties we now have a new rankings um list for the summit league usd in number one omaha as number two north dakota state ranking number three denver comes in fourth north dakota coming in fifth south dakota state in sixth oral roberts rounds us out at seven kansas city bringing up number eight st thomas in number nine and western illinois sitting at number 10 for this week's rankings so there you have it we have no more ties and we have one through ten everyone owns a line on the rankings list on the, in the standings Correct. That being said, even though everyone is in sole ownership of their position, some people are at risk of losing it. I believe that USD is only a half game up over Omaha and South Dakota State is only a half game up over Oral Roberts. Everyone else has a bit more breathing room than that. The team with the most breathing room probably is Kansas City because they're three and six and St. Thomas only has one win. Um, but yeah, we still have that. We have no more ties. We still have a tight race, which we expect for the rest of the season. I really don't think we're going to know who those tournament teams are until the last week, at least four five and six. I really don't think we're going to know until the last week. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the way that this season has gone so far, we're really not going to know where, honestly, two through six lie all the way up until the last week. You think it's going to be two through six? I mean, the way North Dakota State's been playing and Denver's been playing, 
and Omaha has been playing, those three could be really shaking it up. And even and even North Dakota because they wasn't it three two at Denver. Uh, North Dakota they, is still they... in it. Even you know people, uh, North Dakota State beat South Dakota. I mean, really, honestly, it could be anyone's ball game. It really is. It really is. All right, stick around for our little um, royalty-free music break. And when that's over, you are going to hear myself sit down with Coach Matt Buttermore of Omaha. Joel, unfortunately, could not join me for this interview, um, but it was still amazing. And we are so excited for you to hear it. So stick around, and that is coming up. listeners i am here with coach matt buttermore of the omaha mavericks in his fourth season currently riding a six game win streak coach how is life treating you uh the same i mean try not to get too up or down so um you know we still have things we're trying to get better at and that's what we tell the team uh you know really really regardless of the result is you know it's a race to race to November who can, who can improve the most between now and then. So, um, you know, the results have been nice. Uh, but you know, uh, that's, that's what makes sports fun, you know, is you get to continue to improve on something. It's not like, you know, making a, actually probably an artist would, if they made a sculpture, they probably want to keep improving on it anyway. But, uh, but we get the chance to do that up until a certain point, at a certain point you're out of games, but, uh, we do get the chance to do this. That's pretty fun. Absolutely. Well, six sweeps in a row through October 13th, the brooms are looking to be in pristine shape, which we love to see. Um, But as you mentioned, the stakes are high this season. You're competing for a back-to-back regular season title. You also get to host the tournament this year. You're also heading back into kind of that I-90 corridor part of the schedule with some tougher teams, but this time getting to host them um, this upcoming week. What are you doing to foster kind of a winning mentality and culture? I mean, everything I guess is, you know, everything we're doing is, is, is along those lines, you know, uh, are we, you know, it really comes down to, are we building up and supporting our, our student athletes? Are we training them at a high level? Am I doing my job in practice? Uh, you know, I know the joke is I just sit there in games and I do, and that's on purpose because the game is their time, you know? And so, but in practice, am I doing my job? Um, uh, training them at a high level uh, and then are we are preparing tactically for our opponents and every every opponent uh, in the summit plays just has their own style so uh, I feel like if we walk out playing the same way or the same mindset every week we will get beat so uh, that makes the summit pretty fun uh, in that you know we're, we're gonna have a totally different game plan tomorrow than we did last night so right um, and so uh, that, that makes it pretty interesting. Speaking of other teams in the summit, I uh, just want to give a shout out to Tom. We're thinking about him as he goes through his, his, his last few treatments here. I uh, just wanted to uh, get that out there in case he's listening. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Hogan uh, of Denver in our thoughts and prayers and uh, praying that these last few treatments go smoothly. Um, Shayla McCormick is someone whose name we kind of see throughout the stat line. She was Summit League All-Freshman Team in 2021. Talk to me about her role on the team thus far this season. Ooh, uh, you know, speaking of, of things we do, we do 
uh, going back to your last question, um, we do this thing called Spotlight and where the team stands up and just gives a compliment uh to it's just one person when we do it so we actually had shayla was our, our person in the spotlight yesterday and you know some of the, some of the things her teammates and her coaches say about her you know reliable uh you know good at everything um uh, competitive um and uh, always wanting to get better uh, and so uh, those those are some of the things um actually uh, murdy is probably our best at it and she She's very poetical and uh, poetic, and uh, I wish I would have written out what she said about Shaylee yesterday. It was amazing. But um, um, so that, that's how her coaches and teammates feel about her, and uh, you know, and she's a player that can impact the game in a lot of ways. I don't know what she hit last night. I don't think she, she certainly didn't hit 500 or anything last night, uh, but she still had a big impact on the game, and uh, and that's what that's what her main talent is: resiliency and her ability to, to stick in the game if she's not hitting well she's you know usually passing well uh and uh, or vice versa sometimes uh and so um so she's able to impact the game in a lot of ways i was gonna say sometimes we see her in the kill stat sometimes she's in the dig stat sometimes she's in the assist stat but she's always there somewhere even if it's just a few we always see her name so i definitely wanted to talk about her a little bit um what do you think your biggest challenge has been this season I think we've had a smaller roster than we've had in the past, so that's we've had to get a little creative in practice uh, at times, and, and along with that, we've been a little dinged up injury-wise, so um, we've had to be you know, kind of uh, manage that uh, as well, especially early on and maybe a little bit now, but uh, so manage, uh, so with the smaller roster, you know, you've got to get more creative of what we're trying to do in practice, so that's been a challenge. I think one thing you worry about after a great season is, and I think maybe we were doing this and maybe we didn't do a great job of it early on, is not trying to live up to that um, season last year and be our own team. And uh, I think right now we're doing a good job of that. I think um, I think maybe that holds us back in a few of the non-conference matches early on. Um, talking to some of the girls about it. So, um, so maybe that, that would be a challenge. Uh, we've had some interesting travel, like the last weekend's travel. You know, we started planning for that back in May and June, just because we, uh, and not just the the logistics of it that always happens in May and June, but what are we actually going to do on this trip uh, where we're gone for a whole week? We haven't done something like that before, uh, and, and we knew it would be kind of a make or break trip, regardless of what happened that first weekend. So, um, so we couldn't we couldn't go and you know lose the first. We couldn't lose all three of those matches for sure. Right. Do you think that there was a um, non-conference match that you played that maybe prepared you more than some of the others or a non-conference match that you enjoyed playing or anything like that? Oh, I think uh, three stand out. Uh, South Carolina, the environment they had there was amazing. I mean, I was... To talk in the huddle, we had to scream in each other's ears, literally get within two inches of somebody's ears and scream so they could hear you. That's how loud it was at that gym. Uh, the Creighton game, uh, just because it's you know, in town, we have a lot of respect for, for that program. And so to able to, you know, really feel like we should have won that match, uh, you know, was a good step forward. We haven't beaten them in, you know, we play them in the spring all the time, but we haven't beat them in, in a, in a match that counts, even a set uh, since I've been here. So 
Um, that was good, at least a step forward. We don't really talk about moral victories, but that was a step forward. Uh, and then the Central Florida game, I thought we played at a really high level. Uh, that was maybe our best game so far this year. Um, at least up to that point, I think we've had some really clean games since then. But uh, up to that point, that was probably our best match. They they had a lot of grad transfers. Uh, they have an outside that's probably the best outside we've played all year. And uh, she's in her fifth year, and so she has all the shots. She has all the tricks, doesn't make any mistakes. And uh, and to to be able to, to go the distance with them, I thought was, was a good a good match for us in that non-conference. What is the funniest thing that's happened at practice this season? Oh, I, you know, I'm going to go back. I, did, I just realized I listed three losses. So I'm going to go back. We did uh, the comeback <laughs> against Northern Colorado. Okay. Uh, it was a big win for us record-wise. Uh, and, um, and just to be able to come back uh, against a good team, uh, well-coached team uh, that really was on a roll up until that point of the season, I think was, uh, was a big match So um, for us. Sorry, I interrupted your question. No, you're totally fine. Um, what was my question? Oh, yeah. What is the funniest thing that's happened at practice this season? Oh, the list is long. I don't What happened? I got time. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, like, there's always something. Uh, there's always something. So, like, I don't have a, a distinct memory of anything because there's someone will do something and just get us all going <sighs> shoot oh okay we had some we had servant pass yesterday there was a ball that that dropped in front of shayla and it was it was a really good serve it kind of trickled on the net and she, she went she dove for it and then she was kind of turning around and i just screamed at her uh, I don't know why. I just thought it'd be really funny. And then she <laughs> she turned around and gave me a look. And then she realized I was I was joking. And but that that had everybody going. That was pretty fun. So it was it was it was all in good fun. She was that's kind of the the back. She's a pretty dry sense of humor. So uh, a little sarcasm goes a long way with her. So she she got the joke. And she was it was a, a good laugh. That's good. We love good laughs. Um, we also love getting to know our coaches. And our last question for you is we just want to know who your coaching mentors are or were when you started out and who they are now and who do you kind of look up to in volleyball? Wow. Uh, list is long. How long do we have? Um, as long as you want. <laughs> man, I think, uh, you know, I was lucky. I learned a lot about volleyball at a young age. Uh, Casey Chan and Steve Kroll were our coaches when they were younger, and people in Lincoln might know those names. No one else will, but, um, you know, I learned how to set up nets. I learned how to officiate. Uh, I did officiate at a very young age. Uh, uh, learned, you know, all the positions, uh, you know. So I, I probably knew more about volleyball by the time I was 12 than, uh, frankly, some of the kids that come into our gym, um, even though they played way more than I had. So, um, so I was really fortunate in that respect and developed the love of the game. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just going back to when I got out of college, I did not want to coach volleyball. It was the least uh, thing I wanted to do. And a couple in Lincoln that they just, uh, the high flyers just won a boys national championship last year. Uh, at the 18 uh, nationals 
Uh, but the directors there for about two years were trying to talk me into coaching this 15s team or a team. And then uh, finally I said, sure, whatever, I'll do it. After they basically said they would do everything else, I would just have to come up and do practice. And, uh, and I loved it, obviously. And uh, we had a great group of 15s. Uh, so they, they were a big impact just for just kicking my butt and getting me in the gym and, you know, getting me, getting me going. Uh, you know, Rachel Miller at Concordia was my first boss. Uh, she always did things the right way. She was a big influence. Trish Sedlick at Bellevue. I learned a lot about, you know, dealing with conflict and, um, and game plan and things like that from Trish. Uh, and then, you know, I learned a lot from the coaches that beat us. So uh, going back to GPAC, one, one coach was, you know, Paul Gieselman at Midland. I learned a lot just by getting beat by him and trying to figure out his teams and what do they do well and what can we implement from them. Um, you know, uh, John's uh, cook at Nebraska has been, uh, you know, good at times with some good advice. You know, I'll reach out to him every once in a while. Same thing with uh, Kirsten Booth. So um, I probably left somebody out there, but uh, there's other people that have just said things they don't know. They didn't say them to me, but it really made a big impact in, in how I think about things, whether it was a speaker or a book I read. You know, Terry Pettit wrote a book about talent called Talent, and there were some pretty impactful things in there for me. Uh, and so... Um, that's a short list. A well, short I love list. that. Um, I love that you mentioned Paul over at Midland. I actually did my undergrad at Dakota Wesleyan, so oh, yeah. um, and I played golf, not volleyball, but I um, was super just kind of big in the athletic department and love to go. To they're doing team. a great job up there with volleyball now too. They've really they are. I think they're number ten right now. So. Wow. Yeah, super, super exciting. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Coach. We sincerely appreciate it. And we hope to see you uh, at the conference tournament around Thanksgiving. We hope so as well. Thank you for having me. All right, friends, that's Coach Matt Buttermore of Omaha. The Mavs will host South Dakota State tonight at 7 and South Dakota on Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And we'll be right back. Okay, so thanks for listening to that interview. Again, I'm so bummed I missed out on that. Um, Madison held down the fort for me while I had some unexpected travel and had a great interview with Coach Buttermore of the Omaha Mavericks. So thanks, Coach Matt, for coming on. We so appreciate you. I am so bummed I missed out on that great conversation. Okay, so our upcoming matches for this week. We have today, Thursday, October 20th, South Dakota at Denver at 6 p.m., St. Thomas at North Dakota at 7 p.m., South Dakota State at Omaha at 7 p.m., and lastly, Western Illinois at North Dakota State at 7 p.m., Please note all of these times are local. I changed the 6 p.m. to be mountain time, not central time for the South Dakota Denver game. All local times, everyone. They are all 7 p.m. central. Was that what you were going to say? I want to say no just to prove you wrong, but yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... 
On Saturday of this week, we also have a slate of games. We have South Dakota State playing at Denver at noon, Western Illinois at North Dakota at noon, Oral Roberts at Kansas City at 1 p.m., St. Thomas plays at North Dakota State at 1 p.m., and rounding out our Saturday afternoon, we have South Dakota playing at Omaha at 3 p.m. Again, all times are local. So those are our upcoming matches for this week. We have Thursday, October 20th and Saturday, October 22nd. Get ready. Um, Madison, who's your game to watch this week? I knew you were going to ask me first because I always ask you first. And then I'm always way too impatient to hear what you have to say. I know. Don't make faces at me over the camera, Joel. Um. Okay. Let me look through these quickly again. Are you going to tell me that I'm biased if I pick SDSU Omaha? No. Okay. I think it's that game. Um, well, really, I think it's either of the South Dakota State games. They, I don't think, played their best when they played Denver the first time. Um, so I'm just looking to see, as a Jackrabbit fan, like that rematch. However, SDSU did beat Omaha the first time. I think they're very capable of doing it again. I think the difference now is that Omaha has gotten rid of their nerves, whatever it was that kind of flubbed their start to the season and is now on a seven game win streak. Um, So that's like and obviously in Omaha now um, they get to host something I talked about in that interview with with Matt was that they are they have all of these I-90 corridor games again, their toughest games, but they get to host them all now. Um, but I do think that SDSU can beat Omaha. I think they're going to have a fire under their butts after those two losses. And obviously that would shake up the rankings again. Um, give SDSU another win, give them a little boost and pull Omaha down a little bit. So I think that's going to be implications wise, an important game. If not that game, I think Oral Roberts in Kansas City, just because it would provide could provide but may not provide some separation in the bottom half of the league so those are my thoughts okay well you stole the exact same thing that i was going to say um i was going to say literally everything that you just said south dakota state playing both omaha and denver major implications followed by kansas city oral roberts rounding out the bottom half of the standings that this is why I asked you first this time because boom my one other game I will say sorry go ahead go ahead my one other game that I would say is well two games I guess the South Dakota Denver Omaha matchups um for the same reason that South Dakota State and Denver Omaha we're playing the I-90 corridor we're playing these matchups that are uh, the top of the standings and all of them have implications. They're all tough, tough teams. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be watching as many as I can, but my initial thought still stands with the South Dakota state games and or Oral Roberts in Kansas city. So thanks for sharing that. Always on the same wavelength, you and me. Always. What are your final thoughts for this week? Anything like coming down the turnpike for uh, NCAA or Summit League Volleyball that you have to share that we didn't get into? 
I know there were a couple upsets we didn't talk about. Um, I know Utah upset Washington. I don't think that it's going to set Washington back that far. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, Agreed. I don't really know. I It's kind of been a weird week for me. Like I don't really have any burning hot takes. I will let you know. Flights booked. Airbnb booked. Joel and I will confirmed be at the Summit League Volleyball Tournament in a month, in five weeks. Yes, we will. We will be there. We are ready to tear it up. We're ready to write some game recaps for our website. We are ready to see some volleyball. We're ready to make connections. We're ready to talk to y'all. If you're there, you like our show, you listen to our show, come say hi. We would love to meet you. If you're there and you don't like our show, don't come say hi because we don't want to meet you. Just kidding. Maybe just don't tell us that you don't like our I show. I mean, though. you can tell me that you don't like us. I will have no hard feelings um, as a three podcast podcast host. Huh? Three as a host pastor. of three. Yeah. <laughs> as a host of three podcasts, I will take all of the feedback I can you have get because three? Uh, I do have yeah, three. Yeah, you do yes. have three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so please tell me that you hate me because I will keep <laughs> podcasting even though you tell me that. But I want to hear that feedback if you hate me. So that's fair. Hate away. Tell Joel. Just not kidding. Me. Please rate us, review us, and give us five star <laughs> reviews. We would. But tell me personally if you hate me. <laughs> correct. Come correct your judgment at all. Um, yeah. If you don't like us, tell Joel. Joel will tell me in a. Joel knows how to tell me things in a way that will not. Um, extremely pissed me off. So tell it to Joel. Joel will relay the news. Everything will be fine. But we are definitely excited to be there. I can't wait. I wish I could pack like tomorrow. Like I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. And we would love to see you there. That's all I got. That's all she wrote for this week because I have no final thoughts. That's all she wrote. Don't forget to hashtag do what? Stay on the summit. Stay on the summit, friends. Bye.